0: Welcome to Modus Cafe. Join us for fun, lighthearted, and educational conversations around training, athletic longevity, and the human side of climbing. With your hosts, Mercedes Palmeyer and Katya Dev.
1: Okay, so in today's episode, we're going to be talking about resting on the wall, specifically for sport climbing, um, and essentially how this is a skill that you have to develop. And since, you know, I'm not really a sport climber, this is why I have my amazing modus coach, Katya, who is a fantastic sport climber. Um, So she's going to be talking about a lot of the tactics and we're just going to be bouncing some ideas around. But there are some very practical things that you can take away and implement like into your training, like today, uh, and start using it. Because if you can optimize these rest tactics, you will automatically just get better at being on the wall for longer. You know, this is about staying on the wall as long as you can and getting through those cruxes. So yeah, let's get started. Kasia.
2: Thank you, Mercedes. Yeah, I love what you said. I definitely think resting, being able to rest on the wall as a sport climber or as a track climber is a big skill. And sometimes there's this debate about whether or not you know, a climb is soft or hard for the grade or what grade it is, depending on how well people can rest on the route, um, it can make some routes easier. But I very much believe that's part of the sport. That's part of the game. It's part of a skill set to have as a climber. So I don't see it as, oh, you know, she's able to rest on the wall. So the climb is easier for her. I'm like, yeah, but that is a skill in itself. Um, cause that's definitely something I hear sometimes it's like, oh, she's just really good at resting. So of course it's easier, but again, resting is part of the skill set that we can practice. And that's the first thing I want to tell people to practice that even at the gym, um, warm up routes, you can start practicing. Even when you warm up, just finding different resting positions, they don't have to be very long. Cause if you're not pumped or like, if you're not exhausted, it's harder to want to rest long. Or then when you practice in the gym on your projects, definitely just practice to rest regularly. Make it a part of your habit, you know, every time you climb. For sure. And sort of the most important part of resting, the overarching theme is to be able to relax when you rest. So some of these points that we'll be able to talk about, uh, we're going to talk about in a minute here, kind of all fall under the umbrella of being able to relax while you rest because that's very, very important. I know you're not a sport climber, Mercedes, but do you have any tips for folks on how they could relax while they're on the
1: wall? Mm -hmm. I think some easy ones to think about, especially when it's in your warm-up you can start thinking about taking some breaks on the way uh, through the route. So maybe you climb three or four moves and then just stop for a second and relax through your shoulders. And you can also relax through your grip as well. Because oftentimes, I mean, I'm a boulder, I'm going to over grip everything. And so I'm really trying to work on relaxing my grip as much as possible. Um, And it's hard to do uh but these are like two things you can think about uh in your warm up just to start relaxing is relax through your shoulders and that means actually like taking some of the tension out and so in uh, in the video here i'm showing like my shoulder kind of like coming forward or coming up as as you're trying to relax and then just seeing how little you need to grip as you're holding onto the the hold like i think I think most of us over grip. there's definitely like just enough that you can hold on to without wasting too much uh energy and in, in each grip so those absolutely. are the two like things that you could do uh in your warm up,
2: yeah, absolutely. And I would just emphasize for everybody to try to practice relaxing, especially their grip and really just testing out how much can I relax my grip before I actually fall off. And I also want to emphasize here that actually relaxing your legs and trying to relax your calves especially is also quite important if you're able to do so um, on a given or in a given um, resting position. And the next thing that kind of goes relaxing too is trying to maintain circulation or improving your circulation. So... This could be, you know, shaking out your arms, you know, keep your arms moving as you're resting. This could even just be slapping your thighs if that's something that works for you. Again, as always, you know, practice these techniques or try them out and see how they feel for you. And then obviously um, breathing. It's very important for resting. So depending on where you are at a climb, um, you might be quite out of breath by the time you get to a resting position. So the first thing you want to try to do is bring down your breathing rate to slow down your heart rate. And I really suggest if you've listened to our episode on breathing, um, if you haven't listened to the episode on breathing, you should go back and listen to it. Um, But I talk about nasal breathing quite a bit and how beneficial nasal breathing is to us. So if you're able to stay at a rest for long enough to really come down to breathe through your nose for uh, as long as you can, essentially, before you have to move on, um, that would be so beneficial for you for the rest of the climb. I will say the biggest skill to resting is to learn for yourself how long you're able to stay on a certain hold. Um, to recover and then to move on. There's no good rule of thumb that has to do with the resting positions and how your body works and how well you're able to rest. Sometimes rests can only be 10 seconds. Sometimes they can be minutes long. But it's really important to try to bring your breathing back down and try to go back to nasal breathing if you can.
1: And I think this is where it's really important as a sport climber to not feel rushed in your rest positions. Like don't, I I think some people believe that they're maybe holding up their partner because they're on the climb for too long, or maybe there's a bunch of people waiting to get onto the climb. Uh, and so you might just feel really rushed and this is your time to perform and, and, and practice. So take your time. And because this is more of an endurance type of uh, climbing that you're doing, you really need to gain as much back in those rest positions and rest time uh so you know like if you know that you have a section coming up that uh, is gonna be like twenty seconds of really hard climbing, you might need to be in that rest position for several minutes before you even start climbing into that twenty or thirty second hard section uh section so you know take your time and um Again, going back to the skill of learning to rest, like when you first do the shaking out, like having to switch your hands and like shake out and then you switch your hand again and shake out, you might be breathing really hard for a little while, like maybe 10, 15 seconds before your body starts to regulate itself again. And then you're able to go back to that nasal breathing and you're feeling comes back into your hands uh so you you do have to be patient with some of this stuff and practicing i really like the tread wall uh if you have a tread wall that has an automatic stop uh, on as a mechanism uh then you can practice a lot of this and figure out okay is this shaking out making me more pumped or am i getting something back from this um And that takes training and it takes time and patience. Um, So yeah, like be patient, like during those rest times.
2: Yeah. Thank you for sharing that Mercedes. It's actually really important. And sometimes it's interesting that sometimes there are no hands rests. So there should be really good rests on routes. And sometimes it's harder for climbers to rest on the no hands rest. Like let's say there's a ledge or something or a knee bar because you know, we get anxious. We feel like we need to, we need to move on, but it's so important to try to sit with that anxiety and really, really make sure your body is well rested, especially in no hands rest. And keep in mind that if you have a partner for one, you can communicate with your partner. And be like, hey, listen, I'm gonna rest for quite some time. And you know, it's chances are good that your partner is gonna do the same route and rest for just as long, so you get to return that favor. Um, It's a give and take, you know, as always. I have two more um, suggestions that can help um, relax, especially on the rest on the wall. But I feel like these are actually also two examples that people can use even while climbing on easier terrain between cruxes. But they work particularly well for rest positions. One is the spotlight versus the floodlight. So changing your focus, which is very simple. So the idea is that instead of staring at your hands right in front of you, for one, that can make people extra anxious because they're looking at their hands and they're worried about using too much strength. But also it provides sort of that spotlight focus, this uh, the spotlight focus that's really like um, focused on particular points in front of you versus the floodlight focus, which is kind of a more diffuse focus when you stare into the distance. And this is actually a way It's a psychological trick of how we can relax our bodies and tell our bodies we're safe is by staring into the distance. And the idea sort of is to get out of the fight or flight mode. It's when we fight or flight because we're running away from a tiger, which we're not doing, but sometimes we act like we are. You know, we have to have this really um, intense focus. That's not very relaxing and that's okay if we need that for a crux move, but for most of sport climbing, we don't need that intense focus. What we need to do is actually relax. So it can really help help to stare into the distance if you are able to, and to just help your body relax. This can also really help for people who are um, nervous about falling, um, astro climbing. That's another technique for that as well. But that's for a different podcast episode. I'm sure we're going to talk about that too. And similarly, so that's a similar technique, is to use your senses to relax on the wall, especially when you're resting. But again, you can use this on easier terrain too. I personally love to use smell. So this might sound weird, but I love to smell the rock every rock has a different type of smell and it really helps me and what it comes down to it's not about how the rock smells but it has to do with the fact that I'm using my senses to kind of anchor into my body and not be so stuck in my mind that might be anxious or worried so it really helps me relax. Other ways of relaxing is to try to feel the sun on your skin to try to um, listen to the sounds that the leaves make in the wind or if there's any birds around those are some other ways of how you can use your senses to relax on the wall especially while resting um those are actually some of my favorite things to do and then i have two more points mercedes should i just keep going well yeah
1: the last point which is really interesting where the focus is outside of your body Mm -hmm. you know and and these rest tactics really do go hand in hand with being able to manage your anxiety and your fear Um, and so these are tactics that you can use when you are maybe struggling uh with some self-doubt or fear or something unsafe is going to happen um you know like just remember that you you have all of these tools that you can use and and sometimes communicating with your partner like uh, some partners may just yell certain things like remember to breathe or keep breathing you know but if you have some cues that really do help you maybe tell your partner like hey can you remind me of this thing when i'm at this section uh just to help bring yourself out of your body and 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 focus on something outside of your your body so to get that relaxation again
2: yeah, and um, like with any technique that we practice, you know, we always encourage people to practice this on easy climbs right, when they first learn a new technique or skill. And that's true for any of these kind of mental tricks or mental um, skills as well. To practice this on the easy climbs first, so it becomes second nature, becomes like something you know already. Because when we tend to get stressed on difficult climbs, we tend to just forget all the things. Like, you know, we forget to use our feet. We forget to use our tension, similar to our breathing and to our mental focus. So just a reminder for people to try to practice this, especially when warming up. It's always such a great, great time to practice. Cool. Yeah, thanks for, for reminding us of that, Mercedes. The last two things that I have one is um, resting positions should be part of our beta. They should be taken as seriously as any move that we do on the wall, and they shouldn't just be dismissed or these are just resting positions. Now, what do I mean by that? One, I mean with that, figure out how to hold a hold so it's useful to you. Don't just assume it needs to be held one way. Try different things. Take some time to figure out different ways of holding a hold that's more comfortable to you. Try um, different finger positions. Is an open hand drag gonna be more efficient? Most of the time it probably will be. Play around with that. Can you shift your hips? Try shifting your hips left and right and down and up see what helps you relax see what stabilizes you on the wall that gives you the most efficient rest Um, brush those rope holes brush your resting holds just like you would brush any other hole that's just as important and of course if you can um, find fancy techniques like heel hooks toe hooks knee bars if you can anything like that. Of course, a ledge where you can get a no hands rest. Sometimes I've even been able to put my elbow, kind of like an elbow scum into something or like a jam to just help me rest and help me rest in a way where I change my grip positions. That has um, been very helpful for me. So that's one thing, make it part of the beta, really take the resting seriously and spend some time figuring it out because that could be the difference between a scent and a not scent. Yeah. And the last thing I wanted to say is um, we kind of talked about mental focus a little bit, but especially at the end of my rest. So actually, I do have different phases when I rest. You know, there's the calming of my breath um, phase where I'm just trying to get my breath down, back to nasal breathing, and I'm relaxing. Once I'm able to relax, I do the sensory work, you know, where I smell, for example, where I listen to the birds. And then as I'm starting to feel like I'm actually sort of getting ready to go again, That's when I then tune into my body again and I actually think about the upcoming sequence and what needs to be done to kind of like bring, because what we do is when we rest, we kind of like, I don't want to, we kind of disconnect from the route a little bit because we want to come into our body to recover. So it's actually kind of good to disconnect from the route. It's good to not think about the route too much, what's coming up, just to like not um, worry so much and like bring that anxiety down. But then sort of at the end of a rest, when we're feeling a little bit um, recovered, then it's really good to bring that attention back. Um, We can again do this with breathing. I talked about this in our breathing episode, some breaths that you can use to get ready for a climb. Um, Something called a physiological sigh would be a good one to use for that. And I also rehearse all the the, uh, movement coming up. That's pretty helpful for me, up until the next rest. And then I just start over again, so. That's worked really well for me so far.
1: Some gold nuggets in there. Yeah. And this episode, I think, was inspired actually by one of our members in Stronger Together, who wanted to know more about how to rest more effectively and develop some tactics for sport climbing. So thank you to our member. Uh, And... Yeah, we'll be bringing you more content just like this in future episodes. Uh, Katja, do you have anything else to add? I just want to
2: say that Well, it's something I have thought a lot about and I've used a lot. There's always more for me to learn, too. So if there's anybody out there who wants to share their tactics or things that have worked with them, I mean, both for us to learn more about it, to share with our members and other people who we train, but also maybe if you want to share it just in the comments below to let us know what would help you so other people can learn from you, too, since
1: everybody's different. That's right. All right. Thanks a lot, Katya. We'll see y'all soon. Bye. Bye.
0: We hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you are liking this podcast, please take a moment to rate us on any platform that you're listening uh, to this on. So that could be YouTube or Spotify. Uh, and if you're looking to train as a busy human, if you are a parent and you don't have a ton of time but you want to train, uh, we've got you. You know, We have a climbing training membership that is called Stronger Together and we help busy people like you feel better, get stronger, and climb harder with the minimal amount of training and a solid support coaching system. So if you want to sign up for the next round, you can go to modusathletica.com forward slash stronger together.
1: Thanks again.